When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Hi, welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and you're like, wait, 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 hold up, wait, we were bombshell, now we're Velvet Machete, now we're back to bombshell. I'm going to do an entire episode on the big why behind that whole shift in January, but for today, I just want to let you know that we're back, bombshell, and I know some of you are going to be like, what? But most of you are going to be like, oh, finally, we're back on track because I can just get on here and I know exactly who I'm talking to and I know exactly what to say because my bombshells are responsive. And, um, and, and if you've been a loyal listener for all these years, then, um, then, you know, that while the content might've been fantastic, maybe, I mean, like my guests, I'm not saying I'm the greatest podcaster that ever was, but my guests have been really, really great, uh, because they're very talented human beings, but, um, but there was just something not quite there. Right. So before we get too deep into that, which again, there's a whole backstory. Um, I, I just want to let you know that I I've said often that I sell branding, but I deliver confidence. Like branding is the vehicle that I get into the Trojan horse that lets me into people's worlds, whether it's personal branding, really being able to define and position your value, or if it's employer branding, making sure that you are an employer of choice, meaning that what people are saying about you as a place to work is positive and good. And that people are happy there and that you have personal brands leading strong employer brands and, and then business branding, like what does the consumer think? What's that whole customer experience from the time they even understand that your brand exists to, um, you know, purchasing and in, in the aftermath of that. So if I can get in there, then what happens is when people are super clear on how they uniquely offer something, then that builds confidence. And if I can start building confidence in you, which can be fleeting, not every day, you, you don't wake up every day confident. You don't walk into every meeting confident. You don't go to every sales pitch confidence, confident. But if you start flexing that confidence muscle repeatedly, then you can start tapping into your personal power. Personal power is different than power. Power is external, can be external. Let me say it that way. You can have authority. You can have a title or a position. You can have um, money. There's lots of things that can give you power that other people have to accept. But personal power is when you tap into your own well of power and that inherently influences other people and it grounds you like a mighty oak. So when other people 
come at you and they want to try to take away your power, or if you're tempted to give away your power, you're stopped from doing that because you're grounded in your own power. You don't have to respond to external stimuli. You know who you are, you know what you're about, and you know the value that you bring to the world. So as I'm studying confidence and we're researching things because of writing a keynote or doing social media or working on my book or anything like that, um, I, I started looking just haphazardly, honestly, this, I think this came from some stuff that my speech coach, um, Eva and I were, were working on. I think she brought this data to the table and I was just looking through it and, um, and I was burdened, deeply burdened so much so that I started crying because <laughs> I'm an emotional person. I used to try to hide that. No, didn't try to hide. I was uncomfortable with it and I didn't want to appear weak or be considered emotional, but what I found out that's my superpower. So anytime that there's truth, there's like my truth. Um, some of you might call it the Holy spirit. Some might call it your highest self, whatever. Um, but when I speak my truth about women in business, I get teary eyed every time because I have nine years worth of coaching women who have a confusing relationship with their power. Most of these women are inherently powerful, but they're not comfortable stepping into it because of childhood wounds, or maybe because they're afraid somebody might think that they're full of themselves, or they don't want to intimidate somebody, or they don't want to appear bossy pants, or they don't really know how to harness that power. It's overwhelming to them. And so we have to work through all of these things. But what I discovered, and I've known, but just even reading through this stuff again, is just such a burden to me that I knew Beyond a shadow of a doubt, we've been working through all this branding stuff. I've talked about it on the podcast. We've been working with um, full cycle marketing out of Franklin, Tennessee, and they're amazing. And every time we have these conversations, I'm like, why aren't you just doing bombshell? Why are we doing velvet machete? Why don't you, you know, you had this whole thing going on over here and it seems like people really loved it. What, and, and I would, you know, I just get teary eyed and I would get upset. Not a, yeah, no, I got upset every time that I talked about bombshells, because I felt like I was leaving something behind that was really, really important. And when, um, when I think about, um, episode 95, I interviewed Emily Chang and she is the author of the spare room Define your social legacy to live a more intentional life and lead with authentic purpose. And, um, one of the things that she challenged us to do is by looking at her story where she opened up her spare room to like, um, a homeless woman, um, a, a special needs child. And when I mean special needs, I'm like on the deathbed special needs. She opened up her home and that became her thing. That became her social legacy. But she says that where our burden is like where we have, and Ooh, I got the gooseies going up my legs. I'm, I'm just feeling in my heart. I got I've got tears behind my eyes. Um, when I think about what burdens me is that there's amazing women out there who don't know how to tap into their own power or they're just not there yet. Maybe they're close. Maybe they kind of know, but they're, they're unable to really advocate for themselves to really get the life that they want to have that sense of peace to not feel stretched thin and still not edified on the inside. Um, I want women to be a bombshell. And I redefine that term. Remember bombshell is not Marilyn Monroe walks in and everybody's like, Ooh, she's strikingly beautiful turning their heads. I mean, not to say that doesn't happen, but a bombshell walks in a room and she turns heads 
because she is remarkably confident. She knows who she is. She knows the value that she brings. She know what she knows what makes her unique. And that is refreshing. People are drawn to that, that light. They want that. It is attractive. Okay. And I don't mean attractive, like, Oh, I'm so pretty. You should like me. I mean, attractive, like I am attracted to that energy because I want some of that. Now confidence. I'll just tell you a story about today. Now I'm going to save that story. I'm going to save that story. Cause I'm going to get to that point, but, um, I want to talk to you about confidence, men versus women and why women in particular is such a burden. So we could talk about, we could talk about just the gross things men do in business. <laughs> just terrible women do too. But like, I wish a man could be a woman in business for like, I don't know, a week. And, and, and so I'm not saying that that kind of stuff doesn't happen, but there's also neurological things going on and hormonal things going on that make men inherently more confident than women. And then you also have just societal norms and gender roles and all that kind of stuff. So women have like all this stuff that we have to deal with in order to feel confident, to like genuinely feel confident. And men just are like, eh, I'm confident. Okay. Not a hundred percent. I'm, I'm not generalizing, but statistically that is true. And so we're going to talk about that today because women, I want you to understand why this is, I don't want you to have this little ugly inner voice on your shoulder going like, you can't do this because I, you actually have some things that you have to overcome. Okay. You have some learned behaviors. You have to work out your confidence muscle. If you want to get good at tennis, you practice tennis. If you want to get good at cooking, you practice cooking. If you want to be consistently confident, you have to practice being confident. Okay. So in studies, a lot of this comes from an, uh, an article in the Atlantic and everything that I talk about today, and we'll link to in the show notes and forgive me. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, because I'm going to be reading some things. So I'm sorry, I'm not looking in the eyes the entire time. Um, not that I don't do that for any of you who don't like, so my speaker friends catch this, but I go to a place like when I'm trying to find the information in my mind, like I look over here, like it's going to just show up like mind bubble or something. It's, it's a, it's a whole thing. So if you don't watch YouTube, you can watch and make fun of me, um, as I do that. So I'm trying to find my words, they're up there somewhere anyways. Okay. So in studies, men overestimate their abilities and performance and women un underestimate their abilities and their performance yet their performances do not differ in quality. So dude shows up, chick shows up y'all from Southern California. Do not judge me for the words that I use. Okay. It's just vernacular, I'm not trying to offend anybody. So many, so many guys are like, don't call me dude. I'm like, well, you can't survive in Southern California because dude is like the, <laughs> we're going to use it all the time. I know I'm Southern now, but I was still raised in SoCal. So dude shows up, chick shows up, same performance, same outcome. However, the man is going to think that he was more able and that his performance was better. And a woman is going to think I wasn't able enough and I did not perform well enough inherently like baseline. Okay. That's not hundred percent of the time, but that is what is common. Now, a professor of economics at Carnegie Mellon university and the author of women don't ask is Linda Babcock. And she found in studies of business school students that men initiate salary negotiations four times as often as women do. And that when women do negotiate, they ask for 30% less money than men do. 
And then at the Manchester Business School in England, Marilyn Davidson, who's a professor there, has seen the same thing. And she believes it's from a lack of confidence. And so each year she asks her students what they expect to earn what they deserve to earn. And she does this about five years after graduation and she's done it for seven years. So she says every year there are massive differences between male and female responses. On average, she reports the men think they deserve $80,000 a year and the women 64,000, which is 20% less. So men negotiate four times as often as women do. And they ask for 30% more than women do. And then they think five years into their career that they deserve 20% more than women. This is just what they think. It's just how they operate. Like they just go in with, you know, that energy and then women don't. And, and that's a problem. So that is on us. This is something that, okay, it's inherent in us. There's all kinds of reasons why that might be true based on our upbringings and society and gender roles and all that kind of stuff and how men are in the workforce, blah, 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 blah. But guess whose job it is to figure it out? Yours. Look in the mirror. Okay. We have childhood wounds. Things happen to us. But guess who's responsible? Who is responsible for healing those wounds so that you could become the best version of you? Same thing with confidence. Whatever is happening in the world, it's your job to develop your confidence. Okay. So that's why I'm here. I'm your Sherpa. I'm your girl. Okay. Now let's layer on that. There's all kinds of data, but I'm going to try to make this a fairly quick episode. Hewlett Packard several years ago discovered when they were trying to figure out how to get more women into top management positions, um, they found that women only applied for a promotion when they believed they met 100% of the qualifications listed for the job, but men were happy to apply when they thought they could meet 60% of the job requirements. So this just validates what we've instinctually known that underqualified and underprepared men don't think twice about leaning in overqualified and overprepared women still hold back. So they're only confident when they think they're perfect. So if you're not a mama, just bear with me. Okay. Think about your own mama. Cause we all came from somewhere. What would happen if a woman was like, I can't have a baby until I know 100% that I can make this happen. I can be a good mom. There'd be no humans on this earth. So why can't we take that same energy and apply it to business? Okay. Cause I still don't know how to raise my kids and they're both adults. I just get in there and I wing it. Okay. That doesn't mean I don't study. That doesn't mean I don't get feedback. That doesn't mean I don't practice. That doesn't mean I don't read books or listen to podcasts or whatever. It doesn't mean I don't ask them, how can I be a better mom? or lean on my other mom friends to figure out, oh, well, how are you doing it? But I'm in, the, I'm in there, I'm in the game without being hundred percent knowledgeable of everything. Okay. So that's what I want you to start practicing in your confidence. Now, here's what is um, happening in the background. There's a Forbes article that said, confidence is not a fixed attribute. It's the outcome of the thoughts we think and the actions we take and new research into neuroplasticity reveals that we can literally rewire our brains in different ways that affect our thoughts and behavior at any age. Okay. Any age. So let's go and talk about this neuroplasticity. We can train our brains to become more confident and recent discoveries in neuroscience 
does suggest that our brains have the quality of neuroplasticity, meaning the networks it uses to communicate information are malleable much later in life than previously thought. So you can teach an old dog, new tricks is what it's trying to say. Okay. So it doesn't matter how, um, how many years in you are, if you want to become confident, you can retrain your brain to do that. If you want to get better at tennis, what do you do? You practice tennis. I'm going to say that like 9,000 times on this podcast. If you want to become more confident, you have to practice being confident. Okay. So unfortunately men and women, all of our brains are wired to be negative and neuroscience shows that the majority of our self-talk is negative. It's working against us. And these negative thoughts make us feel angry, irritated, frustrated, and hopeless. Okay. So all humans are wired to think negatively, which is why positive affirmations and listening to good books and listening to positive podcasts and not watching crap on TV is so important because we have to constantly combat this natural inherent human trait. So we're starting out in the negative. And then on top of it, we have to retrain our brains to not be that way. Okay. So now men versus women, there are studies of, um, that have MRI scans as the data that found women tend to activate their amygdala more easily in response to negative emotional stimuli than men do suggesting that women are more likely than men to form strong emotional memories of negative events. And this difference seems to provide a physical basis for a tendency that's been observed in behavioral studies compared with men. Women are more apt to ruminate over what's gone wrong in the past. Okay. <laughs> guilty. It's like, oh, well that didn't work. Now I am a little more of a daredevil. So I, I do kind of move things forward, but it is very easy to get trapped in the, well, I failed before, or that didn't work out before, or, you know, my dad said this, or my mom said this, or my coach said this, or my teacher said this, or my older sibling said this. And so that's my truth. So because we draw from that negativity to anticipate the future, which is just like, kind of like mama bear energy, right? Like, Oh, I don't want to get eaten by the lion. So I don't want my cubs getting eaten by the lion either. So we have that tendency to be a little negative Nancy on the, on the front and women tend to be even more so than men. So we're dealing with that. And then there's so many other things in neuroscience that we could talk about, but I don't want to get all that too geeky. The other thing that I want to talk about hormonally is men have about 10 times more testosterone pumping through their system than women do. And it affects everything from speed to strength, to muscle size, to competitive instinct. And it's thought as the hormone that encourages a focus on winning and demonstrating power and for good reason. And this research has tied high testosterone levels to an appetite for risk-taking. And then you have just psychologically, and I'm holding up for those of you watching on YouTube, I'm holding up my predictive index behavioral pattern, because I am wired. If you see, I'm a maverick, which means I'm undaunted by failure and comfortable with risk. When you see that my a drive is very, very high, meaning it's way higher than average. I'm off the charts high because I'm super independent. And then my D drive, which talks about flexibility. I joke that the D drive, if you're super low D like me, I'm almost as low as you can be then that means you're just kind of a rule breaker. So when you have that spread of a over D that wide of a pattern, and if you're, if, you know, you're listening on iTunes or wherever or Apple podcasts, rather then just know that I am showing a personality assessment with data that's that shows just how much I am comfortable with risk. 
So I might be inherently uh, negative like most humans. And because I'm female, I might think of negative past outcomes as I'm trying to figure out, do I want to take a risk in the future? And I do not have as much testosterone as the average man does. So I'm not going to be as aggressive or as likely to take risk, but for a female, I am definitely a risk taker. So we're all on a different part of the spectrum of confidence and and comfort with risk and that sort of thing. And that's okay. Like wherever you are is where you are and it's right where you need to be. The difference between me and you is that I'm going to flex my confidence muscles more frequently. Okay. So what does that look like? Last night, for example, um, I wasn't feeling all that confident. (laughs) I was tired. I'd worked all weekend. Um, I was a little overwhelmed with everything that was on my plate. And I reached out to a very powerful man and somebody who's been a mentor to me and just like, Hey, you know, we bumped into each other about a week and a half ago and like, okay, we, we absolutely, we haven't hung out in like forever. And so let's make that happen. So I text messaged him and said, Hey, can I come see you this week? And so I was there this morning and, you know, he knew that I was maybe not at my best and he's known me for years, years and years. And, um, And I was just like, honestly, you're one of the most powerful people that I know. And I just want to breathe your same air. (laughs) If you don't have your own confidence, lean into somebody else's. I'm so used to being that for other people. Like I, I've just always said, you can borrow my confidence until you find your own. But the truth is even the most confident people, and I'm known for being confident, need to borrow other people's confidence. And, And that's okay. So wherever you are is where you are. And you find the ways to get there. So this is, this is a really important episode because this is, um, high level why I'm so passionate about women in business and, and them being confident and, and really stepping into their personal power. It is my social legacy. It's what I I just, I'm very passionate about it. It just causes great emotion inside of me and I could do it all the time and never get tired of it. And I want to be able to call you bombshell. And again, we'll, we'll get into the kind of like the details of why we did everything we, the way we did, um, in an episode in January, but for now, I just want you to know that. So here's what's coming up next. Just real quick recap. Um, in December, we're going to do the five days, five ways to restore your personal power challenge. So today you're like, well, geez, Amber, thanks for giving me all this bad information or these, this data that is like, oh, okay, well, what am I up against? Um, but we're going to do uh, a challenge where you can, um, discover your unique gifts. I want you to overcome the number one mental roadblock that holds you back. Um, I want you to know what it is. And then I want you to know how to overcome it. I want you to learn how to get fuel from the former challenges in your life, because that will empower your personal growth. Y'all know my story of being a teen mom y'all that fueled me. So whatever that thing is in your life, that's holding you back. I'm telling you that is your greatest asset. It is your greatest source of strength. and, And we'll talk about why and how to leverage that. Um, I want you to understand and discover the gateway to the fresh support you need to crush your big goals. I'm all about that as we're coming up into the new year and who's exhausted. I mean, gosh, this year just flew by. And then I want you to finally say goodbye to distractions, 
procrastinations, overwhelm, and fear. So stay tuned. We're not ready to register for that yet. I just wanted to give you a little sneaky peeky so that you know that that's coming up. You can spend five days with me. We'll be live. I'm going to be right in there with you. Y'all know, I don't, I can't stand. It's just not, it's not fun even for me to like do things from afar. That's just not my jam. So I like to be in the thick of it with you. And I will try to do that as much as possible, as often as possible. So long as Um, my time resources are there to do it. So super excited about that. Of course, we've got glamour goals coming up. If you, if you did that last year, you know, that's such a fantastic way to get your brain straight and your strategy straight. And then we'll have the bombshell business bootcamp in January. We have a women's retreat in April, so much stuff going on. We are doubling down on women in business, whether you're a leader in a corporate organization or a business owner, we are here for you. And I'm super stoked about it. So email me amber at amberhurdle.com. Um, leave a message or a, a comment on YouTube. Uh, let me know. Are you excited? Is this good? Are you like, Oh, it's kind of like vibing with velvet machete or, or, or do you want the bombshell business podcast back? Do you want to be a bombshell who uses velvet machete leadership strategies or were you vibing like as a velvet machete leader? And then you also consider yourself a bombshell, whatever that is. I want to know. Um, I feel really at peace with this and I'm glad that we're going back. And as a, um, globally recognized branding professional thought leader, (laughs) I will say, I was like, Oh, I hate rebranding a podcast again, because that's like not consistent and kind of against branding rules. But the reality is, is sometimes you just have to figure out as you go. And that's part of confidence is taking that risk. And we, we did what we felt like we needed to do to get our people through the pandemic lockdown, the the most intense part of it. And that's what we did. And I'm very proud of what we did there and the results that everybody got, um, walking alongside them as they did the heavy lifting. And now I think it's time to come back home. So if you enjoyed this episode, you know what to do, go to whatever your favorite listening app is leave an honest rating and review. And, um, or if you're on YouTube, give it a thumbs up, subscribe, share, 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 be sure you let somebody know, you know, somebody in your life, even if you're a bombshell boy listening to this, this is what we've always called the wonderfully amazing men that listen to this podcast, share it with a woman that, you know, might have a complicated relationship with her personal power and confidence and, um, see what she says about it. It would, it would be a delight. And there's nothing more than I want to do than to spread confidence among professional women all around the globe. That's, that's what I get up to do every single day. So I love you. I'm so grateful for your listenership or your viewership, and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the bombshell business podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.